This is What Book Hooked You. I'm Brock Shelley, and thanks for listening. This week, I talked to Kelsey Rodkey, whose debut, Last Chance Books, comes out on May the 18th from Harper Teen. And we get into Kelsey's journey uh, to becoming a writer, uh, how Pitmad played a big role in that for her, and talk about plenty of books, of course. Uh, great conversation. Hope you enjoyed. So listen in. So, Kelsey, what book hooked you? So I was a little nervous to answer this question because it's such a big question. Sure. Um, I think I have like the typical answers. You know, you could say Harry Potter got me into reading when I was a kid and then Twilight got me into young adult when I was a teenager. But um, I'd say the book that hooked me and turned me into a real reader and a writer is um, The Only Thing Worse Than Me Is You by Lily Anderson. Mm -hmm. It was kind of the first time that I realized, oh, you can take something like Shakespeare and make it modern and give it this uh, biting snark and banter on every page. And it just felt fun to me. Um, It felt very much like all of my favorite teen movies that came from classics like Clueless and 10 Things I Hate About You. Um, So I I kind of realized when reading this that, you know, reading can be enjoyable and then writing can be easier and enjoyable. I had never finished a manuscript, like writing a manuscript, until I read that book. And something just kind of clicked for me. So after that, I was just inspired. I wrote my first manuscript. It was 2016. Um, And since then, I make sure that (laughs) everything I write is at least amusing to me in some way. So I feel like it really inspired me, that book. And it also kind of had me searching for more in what I was reading. Hmm. So with The Only Thing Worse Than Me Is You... Put that kind of in your timeline, like where, what were you doing? What were you in the midst of as you were coming upon and discovering that book? Well, I think that it was 2015 when I really got back into reading. I had taken kind of like a adult hiatus Mm -hmm. from reading where I was just busy with life and finishing college and getting my real job, things like that. So in 2016, when it came out, I was kind of settling into, um, you know, my adult life and realizing that I could now have the time to pursue writing. So that book came out in, I think, like May. It was like early 2016. And I read it and I was so inspired. I wrote the very awful first draft of my first manuscript in like two weeks. And um, I didn't really know what to do with it because I had never seriously pursued writing before. So I kind of found my community on Twitter, which can be either really easy or really hard. It's a very divisive place. But um, I found some people and they were talking about this contest uh, called Pitch Wars. 
And so I read up on that. It is essentially a mentorship program where writers are picked by mentors to revise their manuscripts and then participate in an agent showcase. Um, I was picked by Sonia Hartle, who is the author of Have a Little Faith in Me, among many other great books. Uh, she helped me kind of realize what potential I had. Um, so I I really kind of ran with it, you know, under her mentorship. And, um, you know, that first completed manuscript turned into a revised manuscript. And then I entered the awful sea that is querying agents uh, for the first time. Hmm. So let's back up just a little bit because you may, you dropped some hints on on uh, what had kind of preceded uh, you getting into writing a little more seriously. And the only thing I hate more than me is you is you all obviously kind of hinted at you had tried your hand at writing before and that this was a time where you were getting back into reading. So let's back up before this second wave of reading uh, and this time period where you had tried to write. So give me, frame that for me. Was this uh, during college? Was this during high school? Uh, what were you reading during that time? What were you writing during that time? Give me the gist of the situation. Um. So I'm, you know, one of those people who says that they've been writing all their life. I just <laughs> hadn't been completing anything, really. Uh, I took the classes in high school and then in college. Uh, my first year of college, I was a professional writing major at Kutztown mm -hmm. University. And by the end of that year, I was like, that's a ridiculous major. <laughs> and so I switched to communications. Um during my time in college, I really wasn't reading for enjoyment. Um, I was working a pretty much full-time job while going to school. So there's not much time for that. And also, I just hadn't found, you know, the book that hooked me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so essentially, um, after college, I was getting back into reading, probably, like I said, about 2015. Um, and I was getting into young adult. I was kind of discovering at that point... Um, that boom in fantasy that was happening. Um, I really remember reading Red Queen by Victoria Aveyard. Um, but when it came to my own writing, I was trying so desperately to write science fiction without mm. any kind of knowledge of science fiction. For some reason, all the ideas that came to me were just these kind of futuristic ideas. Um, and a lot of people, when they start writing, they quickly learn you have to read what you're writing. You need to know the market. You need to know the tropes, things like that. And those books sometimes appeal to me, but definitely at that time they didn't, which was kind of strange why I wanted to be writing it. Um, so I kind of found my favorite genre while discovering my preferred reading uh, sure. genres and that's contemporary specifically like contemporary romance and so that was kind of the path that I took was discovering that I can't really write what I'm not reading so it evolved from there great and so then fast forward or jumping back to where we were in your timeline you had this manuscript uh, you were taking it uh, out into the quarry world, 
were you having any success with it? What was kind of your experience that kind of first time out? Um, I'm one of the few people who finds querying to be really exciting. Um, (laughs) the same thing happened for me when I went on submission with last chance books, I really crave, um, feedback, I guess you could say, which is kind of a scary thing for authors to really pursue, but I, I like hearing people's thoughts. So when I went and queried for the first time, I did get some interest. I was aware that I had a book that offered things that agents were looking for. It had kind of like an unlikable female main character. It had banter. It had morally gray uh, characters and plot lines. It just wasn't there yet. And I can fully say that without, you know, being self-deprecating. It was just not a great book. It had parts, but as a whole, it wasn't there. So while I enjoyed querying I didn't, I didn't get an agent with that book. Um, it took about a year, year and a half maybe for me to actually land an agent with a different manuscript, which was Last Chance Books. Hmm. Um, but that first time out, it was exciting. <laughs> it was um, unsuccessful, but uh, I was getting the feedback that then later helped me create Last Chance Books. And was it hard that first time? Did you have your expectations built up just going through the pitch wars process and everything that, and then to have it not go anywhere? Did that take some time to really kind of face the facts of of the situation? It actually didn't. Um, back in 2016, pitch wars um, was not what it is today. Uh, that was kind of like the last year. Uh, where at the beginning it was sort of normal. And then during our agent showcase, it blew up. There's like a lot of very recognizable names from my Pitch Wars class. Um, So I had maybe seven agent requests in the Pitch Wars showcase. And it it was nothing to scoff at, but it also wasn't, you know, the other, uh, the other, mentees experiences a lot of them ended up signing with agents within the first week or two out of the showcase and I'm a person that very much keeps my expectation low and my hopes high Um, so I try to keep a level head and I didn't expect anything out of it I'm very much a person who believes that Pitch Wars is about the community and about learning to revise more so than getting an agent from it. So I felt really great afterwards, even though it wasn't successful while querying, because I had learned how to revise. I had learned how to write almost essentially Mm. during Pitch Wars because I was so brand new. I had never, like I said, completed any manuscript before. So it was just also new to me, and I had pretty much no feelings of entitlement. Like I didn't expect something to happen at the end. Hmm. And so that was your, your first manuscript. Uh, Here comes your second manuscript, which did get published. uh, As you mentioned, last chance books. Let's start talking about that. And first tell me what the book's about. Well, last chance books is about Madeline Moore 
she is very eager to take over her family bookstore, um, except the summer before college, another bookstore moves in across the street and it starts threatening um, the sales of her family bookstore. So she's trying her best throughout the course of the book to take down the competition while not falling for it. There is a supervisor at the bookstore across the street who she had a crush on until she realized that he worked there. So there's very much kind of a hate to love dynamic happening throughout the book. And it's really about Madeline learning to let go of things she can't control and accept things for how they are. Um, And in the backdrop, there is a lot of family drama happening. Her deadbeat mom comes back into the picture and kind of makes her very stressful summer even worse. So um, it's a book about relationships and kind of growing up and learning that, you know, sometimes you put your best into something and it's just not enough. Hmm. And so with this book, what was your inspiration behind it? What was the thing that got you started writing it? Well, a lot of people believe that it's a you've got male retelling. And while that's like the best thing you can compare it to, that was unintentional. I had not seen you've got mail until after I finished edits on the book because I didn't want to be influenced by it. Um, I actually just had this idea about teens working at a shopping mall and there being two stores that were the same, which at the, the time of first conceptualizing this, it was bookstores. So um, there's two stores at the shopping mall. Only one can survive the summer. So it was essentially the same idea, but it just took place instead of on a street in a shopping mall. My friend was like, oh, hey, that's kind of like you've got mail. And then for a moment there, I thought, you know, oh, my world is ending. I have to find a new idea. But then I kind of just went with it, you know, because while an idea can be pitched Similarly, the executions will all be different. So um, the idea was pretty much just that I wanted to have a story about teens in retail settings because Mm. I learned a lot from being a teen in a retail (laughs) setting. And I felt like that was a fun place to start for a book. Mm. And so when that kind of gives you kind of the plot and the main kind of conflict then with this kind of hate to love and, and, you know, when you, when you deal, I feel like, like contemporary romance is like the one genre where you can pretty much tell someone what the plot is up front, uh, just through the, like the tropes, uh, which is so kind of unique and great that you kind of in a tiny way spoil the book for them, but that's all right. They want to be spoiled because that's what they're looking for. So when it came to this, with this whole kind of trope of, of hate to love a relationship, did that kind of naturally occur? Did you kind of say, this is the trope I want to play with? This is the trope I'm a fan of? Or how did that aspect come about? Uh, I definitely knew from the beginning that I, I wanted them to be on opposite sides of the main conflict. Um, I think that could even ring back to uh, the only thing worse than me is you. You know, that is a rivals to lovers story. I think it's the trope that 
provides the most banter. And for mm. me, I want to be enjoying writing. I want to be laughing. I want people to point out certain things um, that I put in there, you know, just for them to point out. So it was definitely intentional. And it was like that from the start, just because I think in my heart, I always want to be reading and writing that trope. Mm. And so you mentioned how you know, when you first got that comparison of you've got mail that you kind of stayed away from it during your kind of writing process when you're in the drafting phase of things is that something you kind of have de- a habit you've developed to try to avoid things you think may be too similar so you're not overly influenced or does it ma- not matter yeah so i'm not one of those people who can, you know, set a schedule and write every day, Mm -hmm. I get bursts of like a month or two where I'll just like knock out a draft. So during that month when I'm writing, I pretty much can't read anything, but I specifically can't read what I'm writing um, because I know that I'll be influenced by it and I I don't want to accidentally take something, but I also know that I'll be (laughs) reading something and then I'll compare my really bad first draft to this shiny polished book that's been published. So I try to read if I'm going to read while drafting Mm -hmm. something completely opposite. So I'll go fantasy or thriller when I'm writing a a contemporary romance. Mm. And we, we talked a lot about that first manuscript and your kind of journey uh, with that. But when it came to last chance books, how was that journey from from drafting to now it's finally being published? Um, well, Last Chance Books was the third manuscript that I wrote and queried. And it kind of had the shortest road to publication, I think, than I, that I could have had with any of my other drafts. Because I wrote it in about five weeks. And I was just so excited about it that I then just very quickly polished it, no like heavy revisions to it, and um, pitched it in a Twitter pitch contest called Pitmad. Um, and it got a lot of positive feedback. So I had a lot of agents that immediately wanted to see it based off of the pitch. I had a lot of people telling me like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to read this. So I, I got a lot of enthusiastic uh, responses to it and so I started querying it um, maybe like two months after I started writing it and um, I heard nothing pretty much from agents aside from requests for about three months I think and it had already hit the point where I was having regrets and I thought oh no I should have revised this better Uh, when I got my first email back from an agent that was essentially a revise and resubmit. They wanted me to do some stuff to the manuscript that I just wasn't agreeing with. So sadly I had to just pass that up. Um, But then I got my first offer for the manuscript and then two more came after that and I signed with my agent. And then we did some revisions and she ended up switching her agency. So I had to wait to go on submission until she had that whole thing figured out. Um, But then once I did, it was probably about a month and a half when we got our offer from Harper Teen. Mm -hmm. So it was a pretty quick turnaround. 
Um, unfortunately, I had to wait about <laughs> a year to announce sure. the actual book. But um, yeah, from writing it to having an offer on it was probably a little bit over a year. And so it went pretty quickly, I'd say. And you mentioned earlier how like one aspect you like of this whole process of the querying process and the submission process is is getting that feedback. Um, that's obviously rare because a lot of people that, you know, it's crushing. But so are you telling me essentially that like when that happens, when you get that feedback, there isn't like a 24 hour initial period in which you kind of are just kind of weighed down and in the dumps about like certain things? Um, I'm not. And I know that <laughs> makes me a total freak. Um, I, I just like knowing like, wow, an editor read my book. They had this to say about it. You know, they were close to wanting to pursue it. I, I like just knowing that my words are getting out there, that they're reaching people I never knew even existed. Um, I, I do the thing that authors aren't supposed to do, and I check Goodreads. Mm. So I see the reviews that people leave for my book right now. And I I kind of figured that I'd be sort of indifferent about it, but I sort of surprised myself with how indifferent I am <laughs> to it. Um you know, at this point, the book is, it's done. It's going to be out there in less than two months. I can't change anything about it. And I'm at this point in my author journey where I'm working on book two right now. And I already know that I'm doing something better now. Hmm. I am always going to be learning and evolving and hopefully getting better at writing. I can look at Last Chance Books and say, that is not my best work, but I am proud of it. So I, I kind of had that mentality, you know, even during submission where, you know, editors were saying, no, thank you. But I was saying, that's fine. It's not for you. I'm proud of this book that I made. Hmm. So I, yeah, I'm probably in the minority, but I, I like that whole part of the process. So you mentioned how you're, you're writing the next book and kind of on to that. So when it comes to writing, because you kind of mentioned how contemporary and especially contemporary that leans towards romance is kind of your sweet spot, you feel going back to this kind of idea of kind of like the setup and the trope that we have in Last Chance books. Is that do you have to have both in place for, for you before you know you have a story or when does it say when do you kind of say to yourself, all right, this is a book that I want to take the time to sit down and really kind of flesh out um for me I feel like I typically start thinking about an idea once I get the plot I get the plot first or at least the premise you know it, it won't be everything all sure. <laughs> detailed in my mind but um I'll get an idea for something and maybe it'll be like a two-line kind of pitch and then I create the character that I would put into that pitch and then I start adding just things that I like, either character dynamics or romance tropes, or I know specifically how I want it to end. It's always like little things that end up creating the idea and the story. But pretty much 99% of the time, it starts with the actual idea with no characters. Hmm. Interesting. And... Here's a question. And 
I say this more to the audience. Like when I say tropes, because tropes can sometimes be a dirty word to some people. Some people are offended when they're called tropes. I say tropes in the most loving way possible. Mm -hmm. But with that said, is there a trope you don't like? Hmm. I don't like the... I want to say I don't like love triangles, Mm. but people can make it work. You know, there's always that caveat. I feel like that's the one that I lean towards disliking the most. No, actually, insta-love. That's the trope I hate the most because I've always been kind of a um, downer when it comes to love. (laughs) Like I, I see movies or read books where people are just instantly falling in love and I'm like that's not how it happens <laughs> so I'm I'm just very grumpy I think towards that one uh, more than any of them awesome great well let's wind things down and as we do I'll ask you a few questions the first one what is your favorite movie that's based on a book I want to say Nick and Nora's infinite playlist um That is an instance of a a movie that I saw before I read the Mm -hmm, book. mm -hmm. And no offense to the book. I just liked the movie more. (laughs) But um, that's probably my number one. I think it's super fun just how the the characters are running around New York City overnight. And all the different characters that are there playing around. It's just such a perfect setup, I think. I'm a a real sucker for like one day stories. Awesome. Next question, then, is there a book or a series you're willing to admit you've either never read or never finished? I mean, it probably isn't that controversial, but Lord of the Rings, I've never read it. (laughs) I did end up reading The Hobbit like a million years ago, but I never had the desire to read Lord of the Rings. Absolutely, yes. Very common, common answer. And, (laughs) And then finally... What is the last great book that you've read? Okay, so I have two answers. Sure. I just finished rereading You Deserve Each Other by Sarah Hogel. Um, It's like the perfect romance. It's hilarious. It's heartwarming. um, And it's very tightly paced. And then when it comes to like a brand new, I've never read it before book, I would pick The Rehearsals by Annette Christie. It's actually out in July. Annette is a good friend of mine, but she wrote this incredible book that is just heart-wrenching and also leaves you very happy at the end. Great. Well, Kelsey, Last Chance Books will be out on May 18th from Harbor Teen. Congratulations, and I wish you and this book all the best. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. And that's the end of this episode. I want to thank Kelsey for joining me. Reminder that her debut, Last Chance Books, is out on May the 18th from Harper Teen. So I hope you'll check that out. Hope you also check out some of our other great episodes with YA and middle grade writers. I'm Brock Shelley. And until next time, keep reading.